I'm just gonna intro you and then we'll go right into it, okay? Okay, fuck off. <laughs> the Hats Off Show begins in five, four, three, two, one. Are you our guest today is an insanely talented and funny guy. You've seen him in Grandma's Boy, Blades of Glory, Just Go With It, and Reno 911. Please welcome the one, the only, Nick Swartzen. Nick, how you doing? Hello, America. How are you? <laughs> Bless your heart. We were just told that we uh, this is going to be an interesting hats off show uh, because we uh, you have under ten percent and you're joining us live from your from your cell phone. Is that true? Yeah, I'm live from a cellular phone <laughs> and I've under I have about ten percent right now, so it might cut off. But you know, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping it's either a- way. You, you forgot Oscar nominated, dude. I was nominated for bench warmers. <laughs> oh. you. You left that out. Uh, I can That's a really I, key <laughs> we'll part of my career. We're gonna have to edit that in. Huh? Yeah, we'll edit it in. Yeah, post post production. Post production. <laughs> um, Nick, we were actually just talking about uh, the first, uh, the last CD actually that that uh, me and Adam just bought, and uh, Adam said the last CD he can remember buying is the Fleetwood Mac CD. Do you remember the last CD that you bought? God, the last CD I bought, I think, was mine. Well, that was the last ten CDs I bought were mine. <laughs> <laughs> the last so, CD I bought was probably like uh, Wham Christmas or something. Well, Nick, this is this is actually a true story. I own three CDs right now that I can find. They're in my car. Two, this is very embarrassing. Uh, so you are feel free to make fun of me. Two are Taylor Swift, and the third is a uh, is a Nick Swartzen live stand up CD. I can't make fun of that, dude. Those are all gold. <laughs> Those are three money CDs, dude. You can't go wrong with either of them. But don't like confuse him because a lot of people think I'm Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> so a Nick, tricky. so Nick, if I told you we could give you enough money and you could have the power to buy one of these two things, which one would you buy? The Minnesota Timberwolves or Duke University? Yeah. <laughs> The whole college? The you, whole college. Well, I and can buy the whole college. You could have, yeah. That, for, that for, feels like a, a, like a, a lot to deal with. Like the Timberwolves is way more isolated, where I can focus on the team, but I can't run a, a school. Like I don't know how to, you know. I, I guess you talk couldn't to, neglect like, Asian lawyers. <laughs> I guess you could neglect the rest of the school and just have it poorly run college, just with a great basketball team. I would say the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, okay. And for all of our listeners out there, Nick is from Minnesota and a uh, a diehard Duke Blue Devils fan, and that and that's where this question uh, originates from. Duke is like my only saving grace. I'm a huge sports fan, and every Minnesota team is just firing food poisoning diarrhea out of their faces. It's just horrible. Except for the Lynx. We have the Lynx. The WNBA <laughs> is like our saving grace for like Minnesota. We have the lakes. No disrespect to them, by the way. But, I mean, let's, let's just get another ring. Somebody. How does someone from Minnesota become a Duke fan? How did that happen? I, I've been a Duke fan my whole life. So I was like nine years old. I saw him on TV. I remember it was Danny Ferry. It was Quinn Snyder, Robert Brickey, Phil Henderson. And I just, like, I liked what they did. I, I don't know. I just, like, responded to how they played the game and Coach K and... It was just a classy program, and I just, I was like, I was a classy kid, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well. I just, I just jumped on. I was like, and this was before they won anything. So, like, 
when people give me shit about being a Duke fan, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you want to fuck in a championship? And I'm like, yeah, I was a fan before they won anything. Right. That's hard. You have to defend. I mean, this is yeah. like 1988. So right, I mean, bef- so right before, yeah, right before the Christian Leitner fan, or the Leitner era. Yeah, they won 91, 92, 01, 2010. Not that I know any stats or anything, but <laughs> not that I was at two of those Final Fours, 01 and 2010. <laughs> very, very impressive. We have a we we officially have a diehard Duke fan on our show, Nick. So let me let me put you in this scenario. If I told you that there is no entertainment industry and that you could try out for any spot on the Duke basketball team, from the ball boy to the assistant coach to the starting center, which job are you are you shooting for? I mean, obviously. The center. <laughs> I mean, I'm five nine and a half, five eight and a quarter. I mean, I'm so shitty. I mean, I'd probably be just shooting guard. I'd probably try to tread in like JJ Reddick's world, which is, I mean, there's no way I could keep up with that. So I don't know. I, I would stay away from the team just to do them a favor. <laughs> I wouldn't even, I, I think it would fuck up being a water boy. I think like I would. Just drop the water and like not know what's going on. I don't. I don't want to ruin their whole legacy, so I'll just stay away. So, so I'll be, the, I'll be the mascot. I'll be the mascot. I would fuck that up too, probably. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't mess that up. You would. You would definitely not mess up being the mascot. I think you'd be a great mascot. I think I could do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so obviously you're going the Minnesota route, and in the first question, and you're just staying away from Duke. You're not going to mess up a good thing. Let's get back a little bit in the entertainment world and talk a little bit about you and Adam Sandler. How did you kind of sell yourself coming into the business to Adam, and or how did that relationship really develop? Um, I don't know why you assumed that I had to sell myself to Adam. <laughs> fucking asshole. Idiot. What a stupid fuck question. I'm going to sell myself like some hooker? I don't know. I wasn't Jeez. there. What was right. it like? Yeah. Why don't you just shut your mouth for five fucking minutes? Here's what happened. Adam Sandler saw me on Comedy Central, saw my special, wrote my name down, then called my manager and wanted to meet me. Then I met him, and we became best friends, and now I have millions of dollars. All right? That's how the fuck shit goes down in my world. (laughs) Okay, okay. Nick, um, just like, uh, I've been wanting to ask you this one for a while, just like Sandler kind of looked out for you and was looking for talent and, and, and found you, now you guys became best friends. And you have, but he did not sell himself. He did not sell himself, no. And you have millions of dollars. Is there anyone now that you are, you have really solidified your career and now you are put in a position like Adam to where you can look out uh, for others? You know, kind of like in the NBA, there's a D-League. Is there anybody in Nick Swartzen's D-League that you kind of look out for and, and uh, that, that are talented? talented and that you ever think about just, you know, kind of helping out and bringing up in, in the ranks? I mean, I don't have, you know, I don't, I don't have the power that Adam has, you know, like Adam is awesome and such a generous person. And like Jared, like, you know, I mean, he's like such a nice, humble guy and, you know, he has like so much power to be able to like facilitate, like he was nice enough to respond to my comedy and bring me on and, you know, have me like do stuff for him. I mean, he was nice enough to do that. I don't have that power, but I mean, like there's people that when I had my show pretend time, you know, there was people that I brought on where I was like, Oh, this guy's funny. I would try to give people breaks like here and there, but it wasn't, you know, nearly as high profile. I mean, I, I don't have the power to 
to do that. So, but I mean, there, I, I always try to discover new people and I always respond. I'm not one of those comics that if I see someone that's really funny, I'm never intimidated. I'm always inspired. I'm always like, Oh my God, this guy's hilarious. Like, this right. is exciting. I'm not like, Hey, fuck that guy. He's funny. What? <laughs> I'm funny. Motherfucker. You're funnier than me. Motherfucker. Like, I don't like have that mentality. like, you know, certain comics have that mentality. Really? But I'm like, yeah, I'm just like excited. So, I mean, like I'm on vine right now and like, I watch like these people on vine and they're so hilarious. I just sit there and laugh. My, like this guy, Casey James, amazing. Rudy Mancuso, um, I mean, there's just a bunch of Brittany Furlan. Like, there's so many funny people that I just, I just love to watch. Like, it's just great. Right, right. So, I mean, I, I try to do what I can for people, but like, I don't have the avenues of like, you know, I don't have a hundred million dollar movie I'm like starring in that I can be like, hey, just be the mailman. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have like that power. Let me ask you a little bit about some of the people that you have worked with. Uh, out of all the people you've worked with, who surprised you the most and ended up being hilarious and funny? Like, where you weren't really expecting it? God. I mean, I'm going to have to go with... I mean, it's pretty obvious. Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, kind of and, and what film was that on, Nick? It was for the Oscar film, uh, she, obviously. She played, she played Bucky Larson. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that. They think it was me. It was actually Meryl Streep. Could, uh, could I mean, Dick... I, no, but in all seriousness, though, I would say, uh, I would say the coolest, funniest dude was, uh, Steve Buscemi. Mm. Steve Buscemi is such a G, dude. That guy is, that guy is awesome. I can't even talk enough about how awesome that dude is. He's so nice and so humble and hilarious. Is it? He was so funny. I've, I've done a couple of movies with him, with Sandler, but like Chuck and Larry, like we were just dying. I was a producer on that movie and he was just like freestyling it and was just like, dude, he was great. It was, that was a, such a pleasure to work with that guy. Would, would Dave Matthews fall in that category of, of, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of Dave somebody Matthews that surprised, there too. Yeah. Somebody yeah. that surprised you. Yeah. Dave was, Dave was amazing. Dave was really amazing. And again, like such a sweet guy. And uh, I remember we went, uh, we went uh, out to do karaoke one night. We were in Hawaii shooting. It was me and him and Dan Patrick. <laughs> that and, sounds uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and we were hammered. And we show up at a karaoke bar, and uh, Dan Patrick just storms the stage. And he goes, we have a celebrity in the house. And me and Dave Matthews are in the back of the room like, what's going on right now? And he goes, um, ladies and gentlemen, Dave looks at me, he goes, is he calling out you or me? I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. And he goes, from the show friends, David Schwimmer. And points <laughs> at Dave Matthews. And so he calls Dave Matthews on the stage, and Dave's like, no, I'm not doing this. This is not, this is not happening. So Dan was like such a loose cannon in the best way. So he brings the microphone to the back of the room. So the whole karaoke bar is like staring at Dave. And uh, he gives him the microphone. And he, he had already picked out the song, Dan Patrick did. And he picked out Baby Got Back. So Dave Matthews <laughs> saying Baby Got Back in front of in a crowded karaoke bar 
like miserable. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, dude, I don't know what's happening right now. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to have my drink and just laugh. Do, do <laughs> like, you have, do you have video footage of this? Nick Swartzen? I don't know. Um, but it was on TMZ. It made it to TMZ. It did? That's amazing. Yeah. That they were like, uh, these loose cannon fucking retards just, uh, took over Maui. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, it, oftentimes, uh, and and here on the Hats Off show, we 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 love to like ask the hybrid, you know, and par- make parallels between the sports industry and the entertainment industry. And oftentimes in sports, obviously, your star can get traded. You know, like to to put in perspective of teams you like, Percy Harvin in the NFL or or, Ke- or Kevin Love. If if there were trades in the entertainment industry, and I told you that either Adam Sandler was being traded away from Happy Madison or you were being traded away, who would you like to see Adam Sandler be traded for that you would be starring opposite, or who would you like to be traded to that you would be starring opposite of for the next, like, let's call it five years? Okay, that question will just ruin my career. (laughs) Thanks a lot, man. Really cool of you. I guess is there someone really awesome you want to work with <laughs> yeah, you haven't, you haven't been able to work. All with right, previously. all right. Also, I would, I would trade Adam for Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> and I would trade me for Miley Cyrus. <laughs> so happy. No, so I, ha- I would trade me for Joel David Moore. For Joel David Moore from Avatar and your movie Grandma's Boy, and from Dodgeball, <laughs> and from that Paris Hilton movie. <laughs> We love to tease him about that. The hottie, the hottie and the naughty, Adam Green. That's what we're talking about. Hottie and the naughty. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. So we're talking Happy Madison now has a roster of Miley Cyrus and Daniel Day-Lewis. Is that correct, Swartzen? Yep. <laughs> what kind of movies are they making? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Obviously a war film. <laughs> An aggressive war film. Full Metal Jacket Part 2. Who's yelling? Who's the uh, sergeant yelling from Full Metal Jacket? Oh, Miley Cyrus. Definitely, yeah. It has to be Miley Cyrus. Daniel Day-Lewis is like an extra. He's not even. He's barely even in the movie. All right. Well, we we've we've come we've come to the end of of the podcast show. And and again, for all the listeners, Nick was kind enough to get on the phone before before his uh, before his phone died. Um, and uh, Swartzen, we just uh, we just have one one last uh, one last question. Adam, you wanna you wanna go ahead? Yes, I'm gay. Oh wait, what? <laughs> no, 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 Nick. We didn't. We, that wasn't the question that we asked. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you've written a handful of comedies, hilarious movies. We're curious, as a writer, has any movie turned out better than you envisioned it as you turn over your creation to the director while filming it? Yeah, War Horse. <laughs> Easily. That was originally War a comedy. <laughs> Nick, oh, was, there, yeah. was there not one movie that you wrote, like Benchwarmers or, or, or Grandma's Boy? Um, are, are any of the films that, that you wrote when you were, when you were putting it down on paper, did any of them turn out, uh, turn out better than you expected when, uh, when, when you got to finally see the finished product? I mean, or do they usually turn out like, like you have it envisioned and, and, and you write them? I'm pretty like, I don't, I don't mess around. Like when I write something, like I'm really specific about the dialogue and the jokes, like people can improvise, but I, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to writing. So they always come out like how I think they would be. You know, the only thing is like Grandma's Boy, um, the casting was so great. Like people like, you know, Jonah Hill brought so much to the role, brought the timing and brought, you know, Linda Cardellini. I mean, we, we were lucky to have so many 
great people. Calvin, I mean, like they were like all, they all brought so much to the lines. Like that was for me, cause it was a small movie. Like the other movies that I've worked on, are, you know, huge Sandler movies. So, you know, we had, we had great established actors, but like grandma's boy, you know, nobody was like Joel Moore was, you know, a, epic as that character. I mean, you know, people brought, you know, their A game to, for no money. I mean, they were so sweet to, to do that. But, uh, like that one, like people really like came out of nowhere. And Joel, is it, is it, is it true that Joel David Moore was supposed to, uh, that was supposed to be the, uh, a role of, uh, Frankie Muniz was supposed to be cast in that role? Joel's openly gay. Is that what you just said? <laughs> Oh my God, Joel's openly gay. That's what you just I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, Frankie was up for it. And who's a friend of mine, a friend of yours? Uh, yeah, yes, Agent like sank the deal. And then, because uh, it was supposed to be for a younger person. And then uh, Debbie Liebling, who's a, a really good friend of both of ours, uh, she recommended Joel. And he was old for the part. It was supposed to be like a kid. And uh, he came in, and he was so funny. He was amazing. And he was amazing in the film. And uh, we were like, me and Nick Goosen, who you know, who's obviously openly gay. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we just, we had to cast him. He was, he, was, he was too good. Did the robot voice, was that written in, or how did that come out? Uh, that was from my brain. Okay? <laughs> that was Nick Swartzen being a... Genius. So Joel David, yeah. so Joel David Moore, Nick Swartzen has you to thank for for his career, for Avatar and everything that comes therefore. Um, Joel owes me everything. I'm trying to get half of his residuals from Avatar, which we're in court right now. So we'll see how that plays out. Well, well, listen, you're gonna you're gonna have to keep us updated. Hopefully, we can get you back on the show sometime, and 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 you'll uh, you'll give us a, an update on on how the uh, the court battle for the residuals for Avatar are going with Joel David Moore. How does that sound? Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, but uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, the Timberwolves are gonna win the Super Bowl and whatever. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, Nick Swartzen, we want to thank you so much for being our guest here on the Hats Off show today, and uh, hopefully you can find a charger for for your phone, so uh, so you won't hate us too much for taking up your your last juice. Yeah, no worries, we're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, Nick. See you, thanks. <laughs> for continuous updates and new episodes, listen to thehatsoffshow.com. The Hats Off Show with Jared Einson and Adam Green live in New York City. New York City.